0: You're listening to Ditch the Diet Radio with myself, Rachel Foy, the Food Freedom Coach. This is a podcast for smart, driven, high-achieving women who are sick and tired of their food struggles holding them back from having a life that they really want. So if you're ready to stop the struggle with eating, fighting your body, and ultimately find your own food freedom, then you, my gorgeous, are so in the right place right now. If you love the conversations that we have here on Ditch the Diet Radio, then be sure to check out my website at RachelFoy.com for free workshops, gifts, and much, much more. So are you ready? Here's a brand new episode from Ditch the Diet Radio. Let's go. Right then, guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ditch the Diet Radio with myself, Rachel Foy. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. It's been a little while. I've been busy working on stuff, um, speaking to amazing people, and um, yeah, just doing things really. Um, So today's episode, I am so excited about this one. I cannot wait to introduce to you to that lovely lady that we've got on the other end um, of the call today. But before we do, I just wanted to kind of mention something before we carry on. So this is a topic that we're going to be talking about shortly, which I've got a personal interest in, completely fascinated by this. Um, and actually, if we just backtrack slightly with regards to my own personal story, when I was kind of going through my own well journey of self-discovery, really, I was exposed to energy work. And before you kind of sort of switch off and go, right, that's not for me, that's a bit too woo-woo, a bit too airy-fairy, I just want to say something that's really important. When I discovered about energy work, it completely opened up my eyes to realise that a lot of the struggles that I had with food and myself and my purpose and, you know, everything that I was doing, it was because the energy behind it was perhaps not where it needed to be. And something that I discovered in particular was something to do with what are called the chakras. Now, if you're familiar with the chakras, you are going to love this next lady that we've got on the show. If you've got no idea what I'm talking about, then you definitely have to stay with me because this is something that honestly, you cannot ignore it if you don't know what it's about. Um, And I'm looking forward to finding out more myself anyway. So let me introduce to you my next guest. Now, this is someone who I've been stalking for a little while, but in a good way, not in a creepy kind of way. Um, This is someone who she calls herself an anti-diet vigilante. She's an intuition teacher um, and she's also a performer and a writer. And as with quite a lot of us, um, she's had her own experience and struggles when it comes to food and weight and body image. And what she's kind of learned along the way she said herself it's changed her life and now she goes out there to change the lives of other women as well. And her program or what she's known for is the Fuck It Diet. So maybe you already know who I'm talking about. If you don't, I want to introduce to you now, Caroline Duna. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me. You're very welcome. How are you today? I'm doing well. You know, that's the
1: first time... It's kind of funny to me, actually, that I'm here to talk about chakras because, yes, I'm so into them, and I think they have everything to do with everything, Mm. but um, it's been sort of more recently that I've really um, taken it on and and decided to start talking about it because I know it can be alienating to people, Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm super excited. This is kind of like a fun step awesome oh, that's good no, to that's be good. here
0: to talk about them yeah yeah I think like you said actually you know this is a topic I'm, I'm familiar with them and I do know quite a bit about them probably not to the extent that you do when it's connected to like food and what have you and um, but I'm guessing that perhaps quite a lot of the listeners right now probably some of them have got no idea what chakras are so how would you explain what chakras are to someone who's got no idea what they are I think the the first thing to say about them is that it's there are seven different energy
1: centers in the body, mm-hmm. and it is a really nice bridge between the body and the mind and emotional side of things because okay. everything is extremely connected. Right? Definitely. We like to pretend that it's not. We like to <laughs> pretend that we can compartmentalize things, which to a certain extent, you know, to live our lives, we have to. But all of our emotions and all of the things that we're experiencing affect our bodies. And this is a really interesting way, in my opinion, to to look at them. And so there are, they're up the spine. There are seven of them. The The root, the bottom one is the one that has to do the most with our human life here on earth, in a body, on the um, eating. It has everything, like this is the one that I talk about all the time because it, it has to do with um, being present in your body and grounding and food and the way you see your body, how, if you believe you deserve to take up space on this earth. Mm. Um, and then the top one is connected to everything spiritual and going from the bottom to the top, we kind of move through all the, um, the elements of being human and being a spiritual being in a body. If you can get on board and kind yeah. of believe that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, uh, and apparently you know scientists more recently have actually been able to correlate these chakras that have been you know are thousands of centuries old going way back um there've been a lot of different a lot of different belief systems have kind of spoken about these seven different parts of us but now they're actually saying that they are um correlated with neuro Psychoendocrine centers. Oh wow. And so okay. there's actually something to the location of them and and um the kind of the the energy um that they're meant to be correlated with. So there there is it's just like when, you know, it's it's uh it's like when you Learn that acupuncture you know it kind of baffles
0: modern science but they're like uh yeah it actually works i don't know why but it does <laughs> no that's well. so true because chakras they've been around literally for millennia haven't they like this isn't something that's just been created it's not like um, a celebrity fad it's something no, that it's has old. been around yeah it's like as it's old as time
1: yes it really is and what's interesting for me is that i i never really knew what they were or what they were supposed to be. Um, But I always, whenever I would hear someone mention chakras, I would think, oh, I really want to know what
0: that is. I've always liked the word as well. (laughs) There's something about the word. It's like, oh, that sounds interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, my teacher, my chakra teacher, she says that it's just kind of like a really – simple way, weirdly enough. I know it's out there and it's an abstract concept in a way, but it's also a really simple way to divide up our lives and Mm -hmm. all the different aspects of us and how it does relate to our bodies and how our bodies process and integrate those different parts of our lives. And it actually is a framework that can make looking at the mind-body connection kind of simple.
0: Oh yeah no that can, I can appreciate that actually that's quite a really that's a really simple way of looking at it mhm because
1: you know acupuncture deals with meridian lines through our bodies and it's these ancient it's again talking about an ancient system here that Scientists recently have been like, "Yep, those all of those points exactly line up with these nerve endings and and these other energetic things that they are now able to track, and that it's like exact to the charts that are ancient Chinese. Um, so there really is something to all of this, but the you know all of those meridian points and meridian lines. That's that's a very complicated system to work yes. with. You're working yeah. with organ energies and you know those." acupuncturists know how it feeds into all the chakras and all of this. And it's really um, impressive and extensive knowledge that they have to have.
0: Um,
1: But chakras kind of are an easier, more basic way of looking at how – the mind and body are connected. And that's what's kind of exciting about it, actually.
0: Definitely. I mean, the mind-body connection, as you said, like you can't ignore the fact that they are connected. They're not independent of one another. You can't sort of segregate the body from the mind. Mm-mm. They are very much one of the same thing, aren't they? And, and yeah. certainly when we're talking about, as we will be doing it very shortly, but when we talk about food and our relationship with food, our relationship with our bodies, the mind and body connection is a huge part of that topic.
1: Yeah, it really is. And what I like to say is for anyone who's like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, just look at this most basic version of when you experience stress, your body takes it on. Yeah, you feel it, don't you? Yeah. You feel it. And in the most basic sense, your muscles get tense. Mm. And the, it is actually that your muscles are storing that tension that you, and that emotion that you were not able or willing to process in the moment. And, and that is one example of, yeah, your body is taking it on. And the less aware you are of your emotional state and your mental state, the even more your body is gonna have to take on and the more you're gonna have to do something about it in, in that case, you're going to need to get a massage or do some sort of breathing or stretching or else you're going to be walking around forever with that tension and Absolutely. it's not going to be released and processed. And that's one example of how our emotional lives and and the things that we are unwilling or unable to deal with and process in the moment when they're coming up, how they get stuck and stored and can create Blockages and triggers, and you can look at it just like that with the, you know, this tension getting stuck in the muscles. It happens in other places as well.
0: Mm, absolutely, I think, like you've just said there, my sort of understanding of of the chakras, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I what I kind of learned about the chakras is that when they're not in balance, energy doesn't flow, and yes. if it doesn't flow, then we get blocked and we get stuck and we get symptoms and we get dysfunction. And, you know, that's, again, that's part of life, isn't it? We should be able to flow. Our emotions should be able to flow. And if they can't, then something's going to end up happening.
1: Yeah, something always has to give. Absolutely. And it really, I mean, I think another helpful way of looking at it is that all we're trying to do is get things moving. That's always what we're trying to do. And in that, you know, we're all always kind of searching for this perfect life where nothing is going to be hard and everything's <laughs> going to feel good. And it just doesn't exist, unfortunately. But what does exist is a, is a state where you're willing and able to kind of process things as they come. And something that you kind of have to do before then is to commit to processing old stuff that's stuck in there. Yep. Um, and, but then it's kind of like upping your tolerance for, for feeling and allowing that flow, and accepting that flow, and kind of riding with it, because when things are moving, it's way less painful than we imagine it'll be when we're petrified of feeling it, and it's all kind of stuck, you know what I mean? definitely. So going for, just like you said, going for movement, and flow, and just stirring up all the things that we have kind of kept locked away, Um, and you know, you can look at this, like, you can look at this like a like a psychological thing. You know, what are people trying to do in in therapy is they're talking to someone to try to make sense of the things that didn't make sense before, to deal with them, to learn how to process emotions, to learn how to look at it a different way, and to kind of come to terms with beliefs and subconscious things that are that are stuck and to shine a light on them and to move it. And really if you're willing to look at the whole body and energy system as that same thing which it really is because our brains are our um our mind does not exist just within our little brain in our head yeah. that's kind of like the hard drive and then our whole bodies are the computer and and the energy system is the cloud and it all has to be working, and when there are corrupt files or you know uh, when there's you know too, <laughs> there's not enough memory left, like we have to be kind of aware of what's there and and able and willing to look at it and to move it and and so I think emotionally, just because you know any good therapist will Will know and will guide you through feeling where it is in your body. It's not happening in your mind. Definitely. You know, it's, it's all yeah. stored in your body. Yeah. So this is a, a, I think, a more holistic way of looking at what we're really doing when we're trying to uh, come to terms with and relearn and process all of the maybe unhelpful things that we have soaked in mm. and and you know been living with until yeah, now
0: definitely and I suppose as well like we you know there's that saying isn't there like the body never lies and that's actually really true yes. in that context it's so true <laughs> the body
1: never lies and what's so interesting
0: is that I just
1: did this training um so close to you and we I know almost we almost up... met
0: in Manchester of all places you're in the US and I'm here and we almost got to meet one another <laughs> I know but the training that I did was um was Muscle
1: testing. It was muscle, well, that was part of the training. Muscle testing for people's blocks. Okay. um, And then learning how to to help them access and process the blocked energy. Um, But the muscle testing is completely following the, you know, that statement of the body doesn't lie. And it's very strange, actually. It's like this (laughs) you're truly using your muscle as a surrogate for intuition under the principle that the body doesn't lie and the body cannot say yes or no and lie about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really profound. And the more I do it and the more it works, uh, the more I'm forced to face like, well,
0: okay, there is something here. Like this is the body does not lie. It's really amazing. Definitely. And it is, it's fascinating. And like you said, probably for people like listening, maybe right now, they're still maybe a bit skeptical as in, yeah, no, I don't quite believe that. And I'm, you know, I'm open to obviously what we're talking about. But Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, certainly from my experience, once you can start to just be open to this, and then you start to become aware of this kind of stuff, you start to notice it so often that actually you can't deny it. Yeah, that's very true.
1: And it always starts as a little seed. Mm. I I don't know what mine was, to be honest with you, but it, I heard about it one time and I was like, eh, wouldn't that be nice if that were true? Yes. <laughs> and then like probably put it aside. And then the more I either heard about it or the more I was dealing with my own health issues um, for years and years. And the conventional treatments didn't help. (laughs) They just didn't. And, um, I started to believe that it had to be some sort of emotional or energy thing, that that was another piece.
0: Okay.
1: And that was my, um, I think that was my start to being open to learning what was out there. And, um, and yeah, it's been it's been huge. And really, what it always comes down to is integrating physical treatments with emotional and energetic. You know, they all do work together. Um, but that was my start. And and really, my the one the chakra that I was always really interested in was the sacral, which is the second one up. Mm-hmm. The root is all about grounding and safety and food and survival, and the feeling of deserving to be here, which is why it's really huge for food and body stuff. Yeah. But the second one up is at the womb for women and at that same similar place in men as well. Um, And it's all about emotions and flow and creativity and sexuality Mm -hmm. and, and hormones. So my health issue was that my hormones were all out of whack and I just, I just had this strong feeling that I needed to learn about the sacral chakra and integrate other, I, I I just knew, well, I must be blocked there. Something must be blocked. So, so what else is going on at the sacral that I can learn about and I can lean into and creativity and emotions and the idea of flow, um, but again, this is years ago, back when I was just excited by the word chakra and didn't, exactly. really, know, didn't really know what it actually meant practically for me. Um, money too. Money is at the first and second chakra because money is, is about survival, but money is also about abundance and pleasure and flow, which are the principles of both the root and, and the sacral.
0: So, so kind of starting at the bottom, so we've got the root chakra, which is like the, the bottom one. And mm-hmm. you said that's that's a really significant chakra when it comes to food as well because it's about survival, yeah. isn't it? It's like a survival, yes. survival. Not topic. only not only survival. So of course,
1: if you um, have a bad relationship with food or are afraid to feed yourself, that is going to there. It's going to be really hard to be grounded and to feel safe and mm-hmm. to have that center of your body be open and flowing. So, and and it kind of like you can also affect it by. Uh, that is the place where we ground and we need to be grounded. And all that means is being willing to be in your body, yeah. which so many of us don't want are to be. Not, <laughs> not. And it makes sense because our bodies, that's where the pain is. That's where the trauma is, is sitting. You know, that's where, that's where we have to do a lot of work to, to feel the old stuff, to, to, to kind of face all of our beliefs about whether we deserve to be here and what it means and and what the risks of taking up space and being seen are. So there's a lot there and people are really, really afraid of it. And it's understandable. Um, but the paradox is once you lean into it and you kind of embrace grounding and are willing to kind of open up to the more sensory and sensual and kind of gritty fleshy parts about being alive and you are willing to feel all the stuff that's in there um life becomes so much easier it really does and um and the feel the actual feeling like i said before is is way uh it's actually way less painful than we think it's going to be it's actually pretty cathartic to be in the body and to be processing live, you know.
0: Yeah, I think quite often we do have this sort of um preemptive fear of the worst case scenario as in and again I'm talking from personal experience, I'm talking from sort of experience with clients, that a lot of people sometimes, like you said, they're so scared to embrace change because they're petrified of what that might mean. But actually when they're going through it and they actually get to the other side, it's nowhere near as bad as they thought it would be.
1: Yeah, you're so right. And that again is all I mean like fear and survival that you know and kind of that fight or flight mode that's all at the root that's mm. our basic like most animal this is where we are the most animal to be
0: honest and, um and and if the if that root chakra is not imbalanced caroline like for people who've got no idea what chakras are mm-hmm. how would somebody know that their base chakra is not where it sort of needs to be like would it be symptom that would manifest are we just talking about emotions are you like matching topics like how would how would somebody know that's a great great question and it's a pretty
1: complicated answer honestly but a lot of people who have issues with grounding or who have a so there are two different ways that that the chakras can be out of balance one of them is constricted where there is very little flow it's pretty stuck. It's not moving very much. And the other one is chaotic, where there's too much. It's oh, okay. excessive or imbalanced. And they both have their different. Um, I would say that a chaotic state is a state of a lot of fear, um, feeling feeling very unsettled in your home with your tribe, with your family. Um, and it's a it's a it's a more I would I would say that's more on the side of anxiety.
0: okay,
1: Um, And then the the constricted where there's very little flow, that's more of a feeling of like um, avoidance. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be here. I don't need to feel this kind of like living up in your head or kind of almost being out of your body. And a lot of people with anorexia and eating disorders have, have this where they're like, I'm just not even going to be in my body.
0: I'm just going to zone out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and it's a coping mechanism and it's understandable it 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 helped at one point you know it got you through a hard time and then it became your primary mode you know and it and truly i mean we need to process our not only our pain and trauma but all of our healing all of our physical healing has to happen in the body and the less our energy is present in the body, in the legs, in the pelvis, in the torso, the harder it is for the body to actually heal. And so it really does come with a lot of consequences to live in that place of avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only are you not present and not able to really live your life fully, but um, it, it we kind of get into a place of, of Thinking that that's the way it is, you know, and we do that with a, with lots of things where we're like, well, this is just the way it is. Like, there's no other way, mm-hmm. and and really, it's um it's it, it causes a lot of anxiety because we're not processing anything. So there's a lot bubbling under the surface that we subconsciously know we don't want to feel, and we don't know exactly what that means. We don't know exactly why we will numb out with food sometimes. So that is sometimes a way of just not feeling, you know. And I'm a huge, huge supporter of no restriction and eat whatever you want. Like that's my that's my deal. Yeah, me too. But but it is true that people will emotionally or eat to numb um, in a way that they don't want and it doesn't suit them. And it sometimes is just a habit um, because they are petrified to feel what's there. And I always say like restriction is not your friend here. So like the answer to that
0: is not restriction. The answer is getting in your body and feeling and eating, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Because it's amazing how many, how many women are actually scared of their emotions, aren't they? Like they do turn to food as like you said, it's a coping mechanism because mm-hmm. they actually don't want to acknowledge what really is going on under the surface.
1: Yeah, and it's scary. And you know, we don't get any like emotional school. Mm-hmm. We don't get emotional schooling. We don't have someone to sit us down as children or young adults and say, hey, you're going to be afraid to feel all of these feelings that you've avoided because as humans, we have this fear that once you feel it, it's never going to go away, that it's mm-hmm. going to consume you, that it's going to take over your life, and that you're going to become that scary emotion. Everyone fears this. It's why we avoid emotions. But I promise you, if you feel it, it will pass. That is the way emotions work, but we don't learn that. Yeah. We only learn that in therapy or in another sort of, um, you know, like once, once we really let things get bad, that's when we find someone to teach us that. But that is not our, um, that's, we should learn that in school, you know? We all need to know we all need to know about emotions and, and what humans, you know, will do if they don't know
0: about processing emotions. So no, that's, so, do you know what, that's so true, actually, because like, I've got, um, I've got two little, um, little children, and my six year old, already, sometimes if he gets angry, or if he gets like stroppy, or, you know, he's got an emotion, and children are really good at explain, you know, at showing emotion, aren't they, mm-hmm, like compared mm-hmm. to adults? Yes. And I think it's really important, like you said, that we teach perhaps our children that it's okay to feel angry and it's okay to feel annoyed and it's okay to feel upset rather yeah. than like you said, the general approach is don't show it, don't feel it, just forget it's there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, the the next lesson is all right, well, when we're in public, this is a great way to um <laughs> to honor your emotions and get yourself to a place where you can really express it. You know, we can teach them to be culturally acceptable with their emotions while still honoring them you know
0: yeah absolutely and okay (laughs) as as you're talking I'm like I've got a thousand questions to ask you I wanted to ask you actually about grounding now that's Mm -hmm. something that you just specifically said to do with the root chakra yes Um, ground I talk about grounding quite a lot because as you know you have to be in your body in order to process stuff and to feel you know physical hunger, et cetera. But Mm -hmm. how does someone ground themselves? So if somebody, again, who's got no idea what we're talking about, they're completely new to energy, but they know that they're not in their body, Mm -hmm. how, how do you encourage someone to become more grounded?
1: The beautiful, beautiful thing about this is that so many things are grounding, and it's almost more about how you look at it and the perception you have about your activity than it is the actual activity. And let me explain what I mean by that. So there are so many ways to ground. Movement is grounding. Tapping your body is grounding. Getting a massage is grounding. Rest and sleep are actually grounding because it allows you to take a pause and it allows your energy to kind of settle back into your body. Um, The actual, like, just walking and pounding your feet on the earth is grounding. Eating is grounding, of course. Yeah, yep, Eating, you know, eating is the most actually, well it's the most physical way to ground because you're actually taking earth and putting it into your body.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And the interesting thing is is if you're someone who is not wanting to ground or is constantly ungrounded, the body will sometimes do one of two things. It'll make you mindlessly eat, just to ground. Ah, okay. Or sometimes there's this, there's this thing, and when I heard about this, it like it was, something clicked in my brain. There's something called ascension weight, which is describing a lot of energy workers who work a lot in the upper chakras, like a lot of psychics, people who really kind of just hang out in like a more yeah. heavenly spiritual realm, yeah, yeah. and that they often... Just put on weight because their body is trying to ground them. Oh wow! Which I think is so fascinating. Yeah. And in this way of kind of making weight the cure, do you know what I mean? Because in our culture, we vilify it to the end. We're like, "Oh, the last thing I want to do is gain weight. Gaining weight means that something is wrong." Mm -hmm. Which I'm always trying to reteach people that it does not mean that and. And believing that causes so much misery. But this is just one more example of when eating and or putting on weight is the body being like, okay, I'm going to take care of you. You're hanging out up there. We need to be grounded on this earth. We're going to put on some weight and like force you to kind of take up some more space and force you back into your body a little bit.
0: Um, I think it's so fascinating. That's really and, fascinating. My head just exploded with that. I like, oh, know. wow. I can you see know. how that can be true. <laughs> yes, exactly. And
1: I totally, totally, when I heard that, I had like a huge aha moment. I'm like, oh my God, this has everything to do with everything. We have to be in our bodies. <laughs> but um, other, so visualization is, I think, the, it's one of the simplest way to ways to teach grounding because you can take someone through um, a grounding visualization but what has really really helped me and and I hope that this is not too out there for your listeners but is kind of paying attention to okay well where is my energy like if I'm gonna yeah. if I'm yeah. gonna be open to this if I'm gonna accept that I have energy and the concept of grounding means that it's in my body and sometimes it's not in my body. Where is it? Mm. And it's it's it takes practice to even know what that means. But sometimes using your imagination is all you need to do to be like, oh, you know what? I actually think it's kind of in my shoulders and in my neck and like maybe a little bit like hanging out. I find when I'm asked this question, and I will say when I was first asked this question by my teacher, I was like, come on.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Are you kidding me?
1: I don't know what my energy is. I'm not a psychic. I don't know. But the more you pay attention to this stuff, the more second nature it becomes and the more you really can feel. And I, I started to notice, you know what? I actually think it's kind of hanging out right above my shoulders. Like it's kind of like hovering right above my body. Like if I'm in a, a stressed state or not paying attention or not in my body, not present, not grounded, that's where it tends to be. And so then the next thing to do is like, okay, well, can I, if I can imagine that I can feel where my energy is, can I imagine that I can consciously pull that awareness into my body? And okay. really what, it, what I started to do is like my quick grounding hack is do I feel my legs, What do my legs feel like? And that immediately puts my awareness in my legs, which brings energy down into your legs, which is all I mean, the from the root from the bottom of the spine all the way, you know, well, the pelvis as well, and the legs and the feet, that is the area of the root chakra of grounding. And I actually don't remember whether I said this earlier, but if you have knee problems or are ankle problems or any issues in this area of your body that can also be a sign that there's an imbalance with your root chakra
0: okay so yeah you can actually get symptoms like the body can manifest symptoms can't it from a block and it's and it's a lack of stability is really what
1: it is you know and that will affect the way your muscles are working and supporting your joints and and so it really, and I, I've heard that before, and have been like, that's impossible, that's too much, but you really do find it over and over again, the people who are the least, the people that I work with, who are the least grounded will be like, well, I do have these knee problems, do you think it's connected? And it it often is. And
0: Definitely. and I think, I got sort of thinking um, something that you just said then, even if that concept of like you said, trying to imagine or trying to visualize where the energy is to bring it into your body. I'm guessing that as long as someone has got the intention that that's what they're trying to do, then that's also going to help them, isn't it? Oh yeah.
1: It's all about intention. And that's what I have learned in the
0: past year doing this work more
1: and more that we have kind of a, it gives us a lot of power, honestly. And I still, I understand skeptics. I, i know, every other day I'm like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Can I, do I really have this much power of intention? The answer is yes. We really, really do. But just with intention of where we're putting our energy and what we're trying to um, perceive, if we're saying, all right, I have the intention of trying to feel where my energy is. Yeah. All right. I have the intention of bringing my awareness of my energy into my pelvis and into my legs and into my feet. I have the intention of connecting that energy. With our earth energy, with put putting roots down and bringing energy back up, I mean that intention will do it. Yes. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I see people. I will do um, chakra assessments on people, and I will see that just mentioning uh, it'll it'll be giving a chaotic presentation or a constricted presentation, and just mentioning the actual location and the chakra they put attention there immediately and it opens it up okay that awareness alone and that intention and putting awareness really does flow what was stuck before not always I mean sometimes we have to do some more things but but I see it often that just the awareness of someone even if they have no idea that they have the power to to do that at all it will shift things really
0: quickly so, whilst I've been sat here for half an hour, I'm very aware of my, my root chakra. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, I suppose then, in the context of like food and eating, emotional eating, binging, overeating, the root chakra, like you said, it's probably one of the most significant, is it? Or the, the biggest, the most it relevant? It really,
1: really is. I've, I, in my opinion, in my perception, yes. Okay. I've heard people also say that the throat chakra... Okay. um. Sometimes is really imbalanced for people who are binge eaters, um, and I can definitely see that being true as well. The throat chakra, if you can guess, is all about expression. Yes. Are you speaking your truth? Are you living your truth? Where are you lying? Where are you not asking for what you need? Um, where are you repressing mm-hmm. you know and and yeah, some of us do use food as repression, and not only. I think we actually use food less than we use our food issues as a way to avoid a fuller life and stepping into our amazingness, you you, know? What
0: do you mean by that? So it's
1: easier. So I, I find a lot of people who... Have, are working through their food issues and are, have every desire to eat normally and to accept their bodies where they land, they have this moment of panic, mm-hmm. of who am I? I don't know what to do with my time or my energy or my my thoughts now that I'm not planning meals and now that I'm not obsessing over what I look like. Like, okay. I don't know what to do. Yeah, and And there's this... It's like the fear of success. You know, it's like the fear of greatness. It's the fear of well, how much power and potential do I have now that I have all this energy freed to, to not, you know, be holding myself back because I don't think I look good enough or I don't think I'm eating perfectly enough. Um, that's, a huge, that's a huge thing that I notice in people a little bit further down the mm-hmm. The road they're like, This is awesome, I feel great I'm not worried about food anymore and then it's like, oh, who am I? Who am I yeah. <laughs> What do I do? Yeah, what do I do with with this time you know and uh and people are really afraid to speak up and to say the things that they have been afraid to say because it's scary to be seen because you can you know it's you have to be vulnerable and there is a- there's a risk that people aren't gonna, you know, respond the way you want. It it is scary. There's no way to say that it's not. It's definitely a bigger, better, more full and exciting and rewarding life to take those risks and open up in that way. But it is scary. Um, So in a way... In a way, the you know I, I do i real to answer your question, I've now gone on a tangent, but to answer your question too <laughs> I, I do think that the root chakra has the most to do with eating and body issues easily um, and then the person that I heard talking about how um, they believe that binge eating and this person doesn't even necessarily isn't necessarily on board with my view of eating and binge eating, but just to kind of like go there and honor what she said about binge eating and the throat chakra kind of being connected, it makes sense to me on the, on the level that we do sometimes, not on purpose, but we, we are using our food issues and our weight um, shame yes. as a way to avoid really stepping into how powerful we are. Yeah, stepping into our truth. Yeah, and, the, and, that's the, and that is the throat chakra truth.
0: It's all there. Speaking what you want to say. And I suppose actually that, I mean, the throat chakra, Um, you know, from what you've said there, that's also massively connected to our emotions. Because if we're feeling something that we need to express, but we don't feel like we can,
1: then yes. we'd suppress
0: it, wouldn't we? Like we'd stuff yes. it down probably Absolutely. with food. Absolutely. Yes. And uh,
1: the, there are some chakras that have... Sp- tighter relationships and the sacral, which is the second one up, which is the emotions and the flow and the creativity and the sexuality is very, very closely tied with the throat chakra because they're both creative centers Okay. and uh, they need to be working together. You know, we need to be able to express the creativity that's kind of brewing down in the sacral. So yes, to answer your question, that's completely spot on
0: so you can see or I'm sort of sat here going right can everybody that's listening now please pay attention to what Caroline's saying can you see how this is all connected so when you sort of have got struggles with food and you're overeating and you're thinking what the hell's wrong with me why can't I stop where's my willpower it's actually your body being incredibly bloody clever at trying to bring something to your attention isn't it Mm-hmm. About the, the lack of balance, or something needs to be expressed, or something needs to be acknowledged rather than just ignored. Yes. Um, gosh. Okay. So, that was so you said the root chakra, and then you said the second one up is the sacral. It's the sacral. That's all about flow. So, the root is earth. Okay. The root is solid and all the earth
1: elements. The second one up is flow, pleasure, fun actually happens here because it's like once you're able to be, um, you're able to be safe and you're stable in your root chakra and you have a home and you have um, food and you are stable and safe, yeah. then you can add some emotional processing and some fun and sexuality and creativity. And that's like the next rung up in humanity. That's like our evolution, you know, mm-hmm. and that is the center within our personal bodies where that happens. And that is water. That's flow. That's movement. Okay. Then we get up to the solar plexus, which is upper abdomen. It's kind of like that, that place where you can get the wind knocked out of you. Yeah. And it is where you feel things in your gut. It's technically the gut. It's, it's a total intuitive center because we feel things here, um, whether we know it or not. And this is associated with fire, fire element fire and it's all about confidence and your own personal uniqueness this is where you are different than other people
0: okay so that's also then interesting for people who don't tune into physical hunger or they don't know if they're hungry or they don't know when they've had enough to eat is that their solar plexus being out of balance
1: yes yes and this is also um a place of confidence and trusting the self. Oh, self trust. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And energy. And it's interestingly, it's 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 how we are different than other people. It's what makes us different than them. It's what makes us unique. And this center has a lot to do with um taking action and and uh and career. A lot of that happens here. So trusting your gut. Trusting your gut right yes. there. Yeah. And then, of course, moving right up to the heart. Um, this is, I think we all can connect with this energy the most. We know what it means. And it also is the most powerful. It's right in the center, too. It's the center bridge between the the earthy parts of us, the human parts of us, and the more ethereal heavenly spiritual parts of us Mm -hmm. that this is where we experience compassion and forgiveness and where we receive compassion and forgiveness and this is the center where we connect with other people so if the solar plexus is where we are unique and we are confident and we are authentic and we are ourselves and we're different the heart is where we are the same and we're connected and where we can really see our um
0: a oneness and that's where we feel it too um definitely and that would um that would also kind of cover like self-compassion as well would it so being oh, kind to ourselves huge, respecting ourselves huge. Yeah.
1: yes yes if you are not compassionate towards yourself which very few of us are before learning how important that is mm. this is where it'll take the hit you know and a lot of upper upper back pain and tension that's the heart that's that's right where it is, and that's res- like the back. The back of the chakras tend to be symbolically where we receive, and the front is where we output and where we do and take action. So, if the back of your heart center is all tense and tight, I mean that that normally correlates with having trouble receiving or um, having trouble receiving compassion from yourself, even. And it makes sense, actually, if you think about how we walk around all day. I mean, I still do. I have so much body awareness now compared to how I was, but I'll still be like, oh, man, I am tensing my shoulders. <laughs> yes. Like it just, it's just such a habit, you know, and it's where we just go to store and kind of brace ourselves, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yes, the heart is huge. Self-compassion is such a big piece of this whole food and body journey and you can't you just can't do it without it you can't it doesn't work
0: definitely
1: so it is huge really really huge
0: and with that that would also be then also where there's like physical symptoms so things like heart palpitations or where you'd feel Mm -hmm. anxiety and that kind Mm -hmm. of heart energy
1: yeah yeah a lot of people get
0: a lot of people get anxious about food don't they like they feel anxious when they're eating or when they're about to eat
1: yeah and actually, I think that it would be really powerful to pay attention to where are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling anxious in your heart? Are you feeling anxious in your gut in your solar plexus? because you know if you think about it, you do and sometimes it's in both at the same time, but you do feel I at least do feel anxiety in different places mm-hmm. in my body, and they kind of have slightly different different energies to them and different causes and different cures and being Um, I think being aware of that because what this takes is a lot of awareness, a lot of curiosity, a lot of like starting off saying, I don't know, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what this means. And then just kind of being open to, to learning and to piecing things together and saying, you know what, last time I felt like this, this was happening. So that might be a clue as to what's going on right now. It's like, it's a big self-discovery journey through feeling mm. what's going on in your body and think, what it might mean.
0: I think the word, um, the word awareness is so important, isn't it? Like I always say that you have to have awareness about yourself mm-hmm. because otherwise it's really difficult to make change because you haven't got any information. You're just, mm-hmm. you're kind of going in blind.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. That's so true. But yeah. Awareness is so, so important. Okay. So that was the heart chakra. And then the one above that you said was the throat.
1: Yes. The throat Honestly, this is, according to my teacher, and I have seen it time and time again, and it's my personal um, place where I am almost always chaotic, honestly. It's a big place of imbalance for a lot of people and a lot of women specifically, and it's totally cultural, and it's because we really often do have to learn and be given permission from other people and but mostly from ourselves to speak up, yeah. to, ba- to balance that, to, to believe that what we have to say matters and to have it feel balanced and not um, stressful or chaotic. Um, this is a place where I am often chaotic and a lot of women are, and another way of looking at it is that it is literally the bottleneck between the heart and the intuition, Mm. and those are huge, big, powerful centers, and then especially if we have trouble expressing
0: what we feel and our truths, it's going to get totally caught there. Definitely and if we kind of again step away a little bit from that in terms of how that can manifest itself that could also be symptoms couldn't it so throat issues oh, maybe yeah. like thyroid problems i'm guessing yes. like all those yes. kind of imbalances yeah
1: mhm completely and in a you know in a in a less intense way just tension in the neck oh, but course, yes yeah. thyroid throat tonsils mouth the mouth is is connected also to the throat that's it's like in the you know so teeth vicinity. As well. so teeth mm-hmm. and yeah it's um it, it, is,
0: is, it is it is fascinating isn't it I know that we people listening to this going oh my god I've got throat issues oh my god uh-huh. I've got stuff going on in my stomach uh-huh, um, yeah and it's just your body's way of going hello pay attention you need yeah, to pay attention there's something here. going on
1: I know. Fascinating. Wouldn't it be nice if we were born with a handbook about this? Oh, do that you know be what? Great? It would
0: <laughs> totally. I
1: can't,
0: I can't and then really we got know. emotional schooling in school. <laughs> no, maybe you should maybe, maybe we should kind of um, try and encourage that emotional. Imagine having like emotional. What would you even call it? Yeah, just like emotional studies or something from like yeah. the age of like five and onwards. Yeah. Where everybody I, I, was taught that this is totally fine. I think that we will. I think it's going to get there because apparently,
1: um, if we have been moving through, this is kind of like a crazy concept to throw in here, but if um, times of history have been associated with different chakras. So, oh, okay. ancient, ancient, like cavemen times, that was all root chakras, all survival. about survival. Yep. And then when we were able to, I don't know when it would have been, but probably like more like the Renaissance and we were becoming more creative and we, I mean, maybe even earlier than that, to be honest with you, like even the ancient cultures that were really leaning into art and sexuality and creativity and how that all worked together, that that was a time of the sacral. And that we have been in a time of the solar plexus where we're learning how we're all unique and different. And we're learning that we can manifest our our unique dreams if we take action and all of that. And that we are currently moving into, which is really exciting and we need it really badly, And we're moving into a time of the heart chakra.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And that there's so much healing that needs to happen from that place, you know, of our world. Oh, definitely. Because, because also the other thing is that the um, the root, the solar plexus, which is the one that's all about confidence and fire, Uh, The throat, in the throat, they are the masculine chakras, arguably. Okay. Okay. And the other ones, the sacral, flow, heart, intuition, they are the feminine. This Mm. is like, this is not saying like men don't have good heart chakras and women don't have good throat chakras, but it does mean that just based on how. Were raised and how these two different energies present. And we need the balance of the two, right? We yeah. all need and feminine, um, that this is generally a, a way to perceive the chakras and that we have been living in such a time of, of like masculine, go, 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 compete, compete, you know, no resting, just get to the top, make a lot of money. You know, that has been for centuries yeah. kind of, and it's, but especially recently, it's been kind of the way that we've operated societally and that what's healing is a big dose of the feminine of, of space and listening and heart and intuition and all of that is going to heal our governments and our, you know, banks and all of that, you know?
0: So, so women stepping into their power is what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I love and it. Being,
1: and being women, you know, because that's that's the argument with, you know, in the past, feminism had to be us proving that we could be men. And we needed that at the time. Yeah. That was the only way. But but that's actually not our greatest power. We, our greatest power is being the the feminine with the masculine we need both you know yeah. we need both everywhere within ourselves and within bigger systems and structures so yes women stepping into their power and allowing themselves to be women <laughs>
0: yeah just you know. kind of being who they are being authentic being aligned being and again this is still it's not off topic this is exactly what we're talking about because quite often people that do have food issues or body image issues like you said they don't speak their truth they're not living a life that they want to they're not following their dreams their desires they're not really serving at a higher purpose mm-hmm. and the more yeah. that I think people like women can start stepping into being aligned and authentic and like you said expressing themselves that's exactly what you're talking about exactly so this is yeah it's an exciting time it is and it is all so so so
1: connected that piece you were just mentioning of letting yourself you know be powerful Mm. and and live your dreams and find out what you're really here to do and what feels good um we learn kind of in a backwards way that what's more important is to look good and be skinny. That's what we learn from the media. That's what we have soaked in. And and so this really is about relearning and being like, "Okay, all right, I understand why I took that on, but that
0: yeah. is not serving me and yeah. I have something way bigger to do here." Absolutely. We, you and I could probably talk for another whole day at least about sort of the sociological factors of body image and social media. we've we been how going for an image. hour, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> we, could, we could talk about this all day long. Okay, so that where did we get to? Throat chakra. Okay, get so what's, throat. what's the so throat then next one?
1: we have the third eye, which is the seat of the intuition and the intellect. Okay. So kind of exactly what we were just talking about, this center is the balance of... The intuition and the intellect. The intuition would be the more feminine side of things. The intellect would be the more masculine and active and logical side of things. And we all need both. Yes. And most of us are actually extremely dominant in the intellect. And so, and 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 that has a dark side, which is anxiety and spinning thought. You know, thought wheels that just go overthinking. Yeah. And Also, I mean, this, this part of us is essential. There's no way to say like, Oh, you know, don't ever, you know, your mind is evil or it's going to lead you astray. No, we need, we need intellect. We need it to operate, but we also need to learn to honor and listen to wisdom that's already there or that's coming in. And, and, uh, you know, I think that the easiest way to do that. Is to ground because if you're stuck just up in your head, um, it's actually I in my experience easier to get stuck in overthinking, and when you're grounded and fully in your body and kind of going through and embodying all of the chakras and every single part of you, that is where intuition um, is 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 allowed to mm. speak up.
0: Kind of it's kind of almost like if you're not plugged into the earth, the intuition can't come down, can it? Yes, yes, and it it can, but it it ac- is actually
1: hard to manifest things because okay. you need to like so there are those people who completely you know like I was mentioning before people psychics who really live up there and are just in intuition yeah. um, but that's not balanced either and the other thing that happens with them is that they alienate people people are like I don't get You like I don't know, you know, and there's a lack of grounding of like, hey, no, I get it. I'm a human. I'm here. I'm I'm living a life that you're living, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And but I do find that, especially when normal people who don't live a life of pure intuition and are not psychics, when they're trying to learn to listen to their intuition, that when you're in your body, you quiet the intellect. You, it becomes balanced, mm. and it's easier to hear the soft and calm and wise voice of the intuition piping up
0: so this is very relevant for food and eating now, isn't it?
1: Oh yes, yeah, oh yes, and you know there are different ways of perceiving intuition. It can be very visceral, which I would say is more in the gut in that solar plexus that's that's kind of where we feel visceral intuition mm-hmm. and i think that that has a lot to do with food intuition as well i will actually feel i can feel what a food is going to make me feel like often before i eat it and that i feel totally in the gut
0: okay
1: um but it's it's all connected and and just like you said if you're not plugged into the earth you're not going to be able to integrate your intuition as well because mm-hmm. it's going to kind of stay stuck up there
0: so once again, grounding is really important.
1: Really, really, really important.
0: Okay. So what's, um, so we've got to the third eye. So what's the, so it's the last one. The last so the one. last one is the crown and it's at the top of the head. And I should mention that the root and
1: the crown, they they point in opposite directions. So the root is pointing down to the earth mm-hmm. and the crown is pointing up. To the heavens, or however you want to look at it, yep. whatever word you want to use, it's it's hard because certain words can be triggers for people, and it can make people shut down and be like, "I don't believe that." And really, it's whatever makes sense to you. Yes, I mean. anything bigger, any sort of spirit, spirit, you know, capital S, um, anything that makes you feel connected to something bigger, and that's exactly what this is. This is connection yes. to something bigger and lining up our our beings with that something bigger is really really powerful to to try and integrate specifically the solar plexus which is that seat of how we're unique to try and imagine like how can I line this up with a bigger force a bigger purpose how can I feel that my unique desires and gifts and and, um, spark, how can I kind of plug it in? So we're talking about plugging into the earth, which will totally support you. Um, how can I plug in up there too? Because the the whole idea is to be free flowing and to honor both the earth and the very, very physical and also the, the magical and the divine and however you want to look at that. Mm. Um, People who believe in angels, this is where that's an angelic r- realm. People who use the word God, this is where God is. People who use the word universe, this is where they connect to the universe. Yeah. Um, whatever makes sense to you and resonates with you is the way to do it because it's all about you feeling a connection to something. And and it's really powerful. And it, also imagining just being able to bring down light and flow from the crown all the way down through the chakras down through the root and into the earth and then back up again is that flow
0: that we were talking about before it's just being open and connected on both sides definitely and connections so important isn't it you know it's not even necessarily just to do with food and eating now but if we don't feel connected to something like you said whether it be god universe higher self whatever you want to say it's kind of like it's almost like something's missing. Like you need that uh, personally, I think you need that higher level of connection in order for everything to just flow and fit together.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's hard because there are some people who, who really find this connection and this wonder and this kind of like safety and being taken care of. They find it in nature. They find it out on a boat or Mm. they find it in, in places that, that the word God or the word universe doesn't doesn 't seem fit. to yeah. incorporate that, but yet i'm i want to say it does like yes. it 's all it 's all the same it 's all good whatever makes you feel wonder and and beauty and connection to something that makes you feel elevated to some something else that 's it and you don 't have to like I think people are really afraid that this means like that this either means something weird, or this means something not fun, or that this means something um, that doesn't feel good, yeah. because of our kind of many of us have weird relationships with religion from growing up, or just you know kind of passed down, yeah. and that it's allowed to feel beautiful and and good and and um, personal.
0: Definitely. How how does the crown chakra connect to food and eating, Caroline? hmm that is a great question does it or is that just kind of like almost like the cherry on the top of the (laughs) cake so to speak (laughs) I would say it's definitely all connected and I
1: think you touched on it before that if we don't feel okay so people who I work with who are really closed off to the idea or the the willingness to experience a connection to something bigger. I'm going to say something bigger because I think that covers most things. They have a really hard time trusting their bodies. They have a really hard time um, going through this process. Mm. And so I do think that a willingness to kind of surrender and trust that not only is the earth under your feet, you know, Giving you one kind of life, but that there is that there is something to surrender to, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and and the the idea of purpose, you know, is about connecting up to like, well, what's my purpose here, like, in the big picture of things, yeah, you know, what what and and the the willingness to be guided and to to ask for. Answers that—that's all. That's up in the third eye and and the crown, mm. and it can be so calming to to surrender to that. And and people who are really resistant, I totally understand. I get it. I—I I mean, I've had my time of being like it's all bullshit. Like there's no. I get <laughs> I <do>. it? <laughs> I totally get it. I really, really do. But I will also say that my. Uh, my happiest times and my 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 the the times that i've moved forward the most and felt the best have been when i have had moments of connection of, of realizing like hey I, I there's some there's something more there's something more Definitely. and i don't know what it is but but it's good and and i can i can kind of ask for Help
0: yeah, and definitely, guidance. Definitely. I mean, just to kind of put into context as you're talking, but kind of like think about well, it could be anyone. I'm sort of using me as an example now, but say in the past when I used to get really anxious because I was really good at being anxious <laughs> and I'd be like fretting about something and worrying about something, and maybe then I would have turned to food as a way of coping. Whereas perhaps more now, that like you said, I'm more aware of things and I do believe in the universe kind of spirituality. I think for me now, it's more of rather than getting anxious, it's just being able to step back from it and go, I trust in the process. Like, I know that something out there has got my back. I'm being taken care of. I'm exactly where I need to be right now. Yeah, And it's just so reassuring that the food's not really the answer because I've got the answer from somewhere else, if that makes yeah. sense.
1: No, it makes um, so much sense. And also this, um, the idea of surrendering and... And kind of trusting in in timing of things, that we don't have to be in control of every tiny little thing, that yeah. life actually seems to flow and work way better when we kind of go hands off and say, you know what, I'm going to do what I can do. And I am just putting this in the hands of something else because I, I just... Those are the times when things flow, when things feel good and and easy. If life is ever easy, it's when I can remember to (laughs) surrender and lower the stakes
0: a little bit. Well, control creates restriction, doesn't it? Obviously, in food, it creates restriction in life. It stops things from flowing. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that's really fascinating. It's all connected, isn't it? It really, really is. It really is. It's hard to to
1: i found it hard to take people on this journey of learning to eat normally and learning to accept their bodies without going down this path which i clearly have like i started just writing about food you know and Mm. and normal eating and it just kept on becoming so clear
0: how helpful this this side was all of this Definitely. Because food, food usually for most women, it's not the problem, is it? Like food is not the problem. It's a symptom. It's something else. It's just totally. a tiny, tiny little thing. And actually there's way more stuff going on that they've just not been aware of for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so just fixing the food thing, usually, like you said, it's not necessarily what people actually need. They, they need something else.
1: Yeah. And it makes the whole process so much easier.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Gosh, you and I could carry on talking, I'm sure, but we can go for like an hour and ten minutes already. I <laughs> know. Oh, Listen, before we before we wrap up, where can we find more information about you? What kind of programs do you do? What kind of courses do you do? Point us in the right right. direction. Yes. So you can find me at thefuckitdiet.com. Yes, I am so
1: spiritual with my person.
0: (laughs) Do you know what? That was was my attraction to Caroline, by the way, just to everyone listening. I came across you and I was like, I love the name of your website.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love it too. I'll tell you, my mother does not love it. (laughs) But you can find me over there. You can read my blog. I have a a three day free little course if you sign up for that cool um, I run different courses all the time right now i 'm in the middle of two really long courses actually um, but i of course, I just started doing this energy work yes. and I'm working one on one with people so if you're interested in that, you can find information on that on my site awesome. um, it's really exciting and pretty profound. I'm so excited. I've just been doing it with clients, um, for a week, a lot of clients <laughs> over a week. Wow. I've like been fed to the wolves, but it's, <laughs> um, it's really, really, it's like, for me, it's the missing piece because I would talk to people and I would mentor people. And this, I, this allows me to release things in a way that I didn't even, Like, it seems too good to be true, to be perfectly honest with you. It's like, but it really helps move things that have been stuck, subconscious fears and emotions and beliefs that have been stuck. And it just, like, allows um, some clarity, and, and I'm going to be putting it into programs as well that will be coming up. But if you sign up for my free little course, you'll get all
0: updates on, on
1: anything to do with that.
0: That sounds awesome. I'm tempted myself. I like energy work. Maybe it's something I need to yes. explore as well. <laughs> yes. So, so you know, welcome to to try it out. It's pretty oh, that cool. That sounds fascinating. Listen, thank you so much for your time, Caroline. Um, thank you for your fantastic explanations and descriptions of the chakras. It's certainly given me a lot to think about, um, well, and I'm so sure that, that. Um, I'm sure that everybody listening is also paying attention. And they're going to go away now and think, Do you know what? I think I can maybe believe about this stuff. <laughs>
1: And guys, you skeptics, I feel you. I I think you're smart. <laughs> I think you're smart to be skeptical because, you know, that, I mean, I even talk to my to my teachers and they're like, yeah, being skeptical of this work is like, it's what makes us like relatable and human, you know, yeah, like this definitely. is, this is like, crazy stuff. But yeah, so I, I feel the skeptics. I have been a skeptic and um Yeah. Just let it be a seed in the back of your mind. If you're interested ever in the future about any
0: sort of chakra stuff,
1: you know, you'll, you'll know, you'll know when to explore it
0: definitely the calling will be there i'm sure exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> cool awesome stuff well thank you very much caroline i'll be um yeah posting the um the um interview etc and all your details very very soon but yeah it was lovely to talk to you and i can't wait to speak so to you so good to talk to you yes yes please keep in touch i'll talk to you soon cool speak to you later thank you okay. Bye. thanks for listening to ditch the diet radio everyone with your host rachel foy that's me if you've got ever any questions, then you can email me at info at Be sure to check out the website, rachelfoy.com, for your free gifts and other bits and pieces. And if you would like to leave a review or subscribe to the podcast, then please do so. I am trying my absolute best right now to get the most amazing, incredible and inspirational people on the podcast show. And if there's anyone that you would really like me to interview, then drop me a message and I will see what I can do. Have an awesome day and remember that you can have a life where food doesn't control you. I can't wait to show you how. Bye.